Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey. Hello. We're Look just having we a little conversation. We got shirts with our faces on them. See? Which way should we look? This way? There's me. Wait, there's me. And there's my friend Gil. We're such a sit like this the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the last I think I can keep this up. pre-flight of 2017. We're going to take a couple week break and do our greatest hits and some other stuff. Yeah, this, well, the streaming... There's a plan. We're not 100% sure We're not sure usually what it's fully be. clued in on the plan, but I'm sure it'll be terrific. Uh, we'll be back in the new year with probably a Q&A episode of some kind. Yeah. Um, I do s- believe that this, not this episode, but the next week will be the first time since our inception that we've taken a week that off. That we haven't had a new, we've either a panel. Something. Or something. We've earned it. Um, so we're going to wrap up the year with something that a topic that's near and dear to our hearts, and that is our favorite television of 2017. Uh, non-tsunami for our choices, just for the non- most part. Being. T- non-tsunami and Adult Swim for my choices, because I can't pick a favorite baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, TV is obviously our entire lives. It's what we do for a living, so... Um, when we're not on the internet. Sure. (laughs) Wasting our time, you mean? (laughs) So uh, I think that uh, it's important for anyone who works in TV to pay attention to what's going on in the TV landscape, Um, not just on the business side, but on the creative side, because I personally think that's where you get inspired and where you see who's doing challenging, amazing work. And uh, I think if you're not doing that, you probably shouldn't be in TV. So... um, We'll kick it off with... I'll see myself out. Yeah, you can leave now. <laughs> so we'll kick it off with my absolute drop-dead favorite show of the year. Hands, so far. Hands down. Now nah, there's not going to be anything that touches it. And that is, of course, Twin Peaks, The Return. David Lynch's... You should have that painted in your office. 25 years later, I should have that painted in my fucking... On my house. <laughs> In my garage when I pull up. (laughs) Uh, David Lynch uh, and Mark Frost, who created the original Twin Peaks 25 years ago, this year year returned and uh, had 17 delightful episodes that aired on Showtime. And it was easily the most creative, weirdest, best television for me of the whole year and I think you're you're already seeing it top lots of there's a little bit of a controversy going on right now in the film critic world because Sight and Sound listed it Sight and Sound magazine listed it as one of the top 10 films of 2017 and all these film critics are mad because they're like it's a TV show and then now that whole argument which the lines are getting more blurry admittedly but um, 
the argument is, well, David Lynch says he filmed it like he filmed it and shot it and edited it like a movie. In other words, he didn't. He directed every single episode. He shot it all before he edited. He wrote it all before he shot any of it. He shot it all before he edited any of it. And he cut it all together to feel like one long thing if you wanted to watch it that way. But the fact remains, it's a thing released in hour-long increments on a TV station, funded by a TV station. So to me, that still makes it TV, even if it's as good as anything else. I mean, I think that's kind of a silly argument anyway. Like the, I feel like it's a, the, it's not, it's not just a TV show. It's I feel a like film. that's a dated argument too. I agree. Cause it's agree. so many TV shows are better than so many movies and there's so much. Yeah. I think that argument, story so much. I think that argument implies that you're embarrassed to somehow say that you right. love it more than anything else. And so you're saying, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's as good as a movie. And I think Twin Peaks is, Twin Peaks is my favorite creative thing this year, movies or TV show, but it's a TV show. Do you have plans to watch, sit down Fuck for 17 yeah. hours and watch it straight? Uh, I thought, I actually... I well, read, I guess it'd be more than, no, right? 17 hours. I watched an, a Vice article. Yeah, yeah. And I read a Vice article yeah, yeah. where the guy watched, he basically spent a day and watched all 17 hours, and he was talking about how it really works as a 17-hour thing that... You notice things you didn't notice when it was spread out. But I think you could like prob- your legs going to sleep. Yeah, I think you could probably like your ass going to sleep. I think you could probably achieve that through binging it. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean, I don't know that it necessarily you don't need, to need to do 17. If there fucking- was a 17 hour movie, I don't think I would watch it in one shot yeah. anyway. So, yeah. so um, I was just curious. How I you- did buy the Blu-ray box set, which came out yesterday, and I will be rewatching the show probably after the new year because um, I've been thinking about it since it stopped airing all the time, like all the time. And uh, I miss having that weekly thing to look forward to of what delightful, weird insanity am I going to be presented with? And that's my favorite thing about this Twin Peaks is it didn't feel like the old Twin Peaks most of the time. It felt like its own thing, but it still was just as good, if not better in some ways. And I think that's just a miracle that someone can come back to work that's 25 years old and reinvigorate it with new ideas but still have it echo back the earlier work there's really nothing like that yeah i don't think anyone anyone, i don't think anyone other than david lynch could maintain that level of insanity for such a long period of time to be able to execute that um so if you've watched the original twin peaks it's a lot darker the new one it's a lot weirder um it's a lot less funny but it's just as awesome in a ton of different ways um, so I highly recommend it. You kind of, you don't really need to have seen the original series, but you kind of need at least a basic familiarity, and it really I, helps if you saw Firewalk. I was going to say, me. I feel like if you haven't seen anything, watch Firewalk with me, and then watch yeah. Firewalk with me the is Return. the thing. The, the Twin Peaks movie, which was the last Twin Peaks thing released, is what this show ties into the most directly in terms of and it, its mythology. It'll help you sort out what is supposed to not make any sense and right. what is supposed to actually make sense. Yeah, and I think people get caught up with TV shows in particular. Uh, I should, before we go into all these shows, I should just preface my personal preference is I don't really care if a plot makes sense. I just really, I I like shows with great characters and scenes that are like arresting. Um, There are shows like, you know, Breaking Bad that are completely plot driven with great characters, but that plots are airtight. And I like that a lot too. But I think uh, I lean more towards, I don't worry too much about like, 
plot holes or like did that make sense like i think that shit kind of bogs you down uh it bogs me down anyway i don't really give a shit and i think that attitude with twin peaks is almost necessary because <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> so uh i'm gonna show you guys a scene from the best episode of television that aired this year and that's episode i believe it's episode seven i was thinking it was eight, eight. but that's it's seven or eight yeah uh, it's a twin peaks episode where they go back in time and show you uh, it's very abstract, but they show you the first atomic bomb exploding, and that is what unleashes the evil character, the evil um, otherworldly being Bob on the world. So this is a scene from that episode where not only does Bob get unleashed, also this evil creature Judy gets unleashed, and you see, this is in the 50s, and you see Judy enter the body of a young Sarah Palmer, Laura's mom. And you also see these guys called the woodsmen who are other evil entities going in the town and sort of killing people. And basically it's unleashing evil on the world that didn't exist. So here's a creepy ass scene to give you an idea of just how creepy the show gets. This is the water. And this is the well. Drink full and his hand. The horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. This is the water and this is the well. Drink full and his hand. The horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. This is the water. And this is the well. Drink full. And this hand. The horse is the white of the eyes. The dark within. Oh, 
fun times yeah um so like again not for everybody but definitely something unusual and something you never see which i think is yeah that whole episode i mean that part which is like 25 minutes of just (laughs) total insanity um so uh next up for me is a show not as many people were into as twin peaks but i think they share dna in that they were both directed by one person Every episode, they both are very idiosyncratic. They both have storylines that don't always make sense. And they have scenes where you're not sure if you're supposed to be laughing or not, which I I love. Um, So that is, of course, The Young Pope, uh, Jude Law's uh, HBO miniseries. I think it was 10 episodes, nine episodes. Yeah, I don't think it was 10. It was a weird number. It was eight or nine. Yeah. Um, There may or may not be more of these, but I thought it was wonderful. It's this concerns... Um, this is basically the whole show takes place in the Vatican, which they have to recreate completely. They weren't allowed to shoot anything in the Holy City. So literally everything in the show is meticulous recreations of shit that's in the Vatican, which is bananas to me. But uh, this is about uh, the Pope dies and a surprise Pope gets uh, elected, who is the youngest Pope uh, since like, you know, hundreds of years ago. And his name is Lenny. And he is not conventional in that he's he looks young and he's handsome and everyone expects him to be sort of super nice and sweet. But he's actually invested in being more of an old school pope. He's more into fire and brimstone and he's more into judgment. He's very imperious and arrogant. Um, But it's just it's a it's a really unusual show. And maybe my wife said maybe you have to been raised Catholic to really get it. I could see that being true. I wasn't raised Catholic. I really liked it. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, So here's a scene that kind of this is really early, like when he first ascends to the Popehood and you see how he's going to behave with people. And you can tell uh, this guy isn't going to be what you would imagine a normal Pope would be like. So here's that scene. Knowing your taste, Your Holiness, we took a liberty of preparing a little of everything. Didn't anyone tell you I don't eat much? Hardly anything, in fact. All I have in the morning is a cherry Coke Zero. We will get some right away. What's your name? Domino, Holiness. I'm Your Holiness's Major Domo. Do you know what Domin means? One who belongs to God. Precisely. So by transitive property, you belong to me. How did you sleep, Your Holiness? I had an amusing dream. Cardinal Oza Lynch, Cardinal Aguirre was slapping each other, and I said the most outrageous things to the crowd in St. Peter's Square. Well then, I'll wait here for my Cherry Coke Zero.
In the meantime, would your holiness care for regular diet coke? Ooh. Let's not utter heresies, Delman. It's death to settle for things in life. Holy Father, while you wait, may I present Sister Bice from Nepi in the delightful province of Lazio. She will be your personal cook. Sister Bice also served the three pontiffs who came before you. When she was young, she was a missionary in India. Unfortunately for us, she speaks a good English. Well, my sweet and holy father, now what is it you would like to have for your lunch? You just tell your beachy what you want, and I'll prepare it for you. Madrigiana, pastifagiole, campanara, lasagna. Am I mistaken? Did she say my sweet? Your holiness, Sister Beach is rather quaint. No. Delman, she's not quaint. She's friendly. Mother, let me explain something to you that you in your long life have not yet had occasion to understand. Friendly relationships are dangerous. They lend themselves to ambiguities, misunderstandings, and conflicts, and they always end badly. Formal relationships, on the other hand, are as clear as spring water. Their rules are carved in stone. There's no risk of being misunderstood, and they last forever. Now, you need to know, I do not appreciate friendly relationships. And I'm a great admirer of formal ones. Where there are formal relationships, there are rights. And where there are rights, the earth order reigns. He's a nice guy. Um, but a great show. And then uh, next up for me is Gil's Worst Nightmare Show. And that is the amazing Mr. Robot, which continues to be one of the more exciting shows and relevant shows on TV, dealing with our current cultural moment. Um, I'm going to show you a scene in which, I think by now it's season three, so I can say this, but I'm going to show you a scene in which Elliot, the main character, is being messed with by his uh, alternate personality, Mr. Robot, who keeps basically stealing time from him and knocking him out. And they are actively working against each other, racing against the clock to try to prevent... Elliot wants to prevent Mr. Robot from blowing up a building. Mr. Robot wants to prevent Elliot from stopping him. Um, so it's Gil's worst nightmare, in other words. Every day. Um, and I think this scene, this is still the best shot show on TV and might be the show with the best soundtrack. But um, this scene, which you is mean not Stranger Things, best soundtrack. <laughs> this this scene uh, does a really good job of sort of the the feeling of the show, which at its best is a sort of paranoid '70s thriller, um, is exemplified in this scene from the current season, which is airing now.
I was right. Angela helped them get around my patch and sign their own malware with a cloned HSM. If I can roll it back, the clean version will override Terrell and Mr. Robot's malware and buy me some time to revoke the stolen keys. A couple of minutes and we'll be... Why can't I do this? Why can't I start the restore? Fatty, Fatina, and Georgie. Georgie was named after my aunt. Lovely woman, fat fingers though. What the fuck is going on? Anyway, it's nice to have a customer flag me down. Since 5-9, we haven't had a whole lot of customers. Hey, stop, stop. What's the problem? You told me Houston and Avenue A. When did I say that? 20 seconds ago. Mr. Robot. I lost time, we know that. But how much did you take? 15 minutes. I can't spare 15 minutes. Stop the goddamn car. Pull over now! So yeah, uh, Mr. Robot Rules, Rami Malik is awesome. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, and then next up is a comedy, one of the only comedies on my list, and that's Comedy Central's awesome Nathan For You, which is made by Absolutely, who makes um, Tim and Eric... That's Tim and Eric's production company. Uh, and it's a show I think actually belongs on Adult Swim, but that's... Sure. We'll talk about that another time. So Nathan For You is a sort of reality show where a guy, Nathan Fielder, uh, basically uh, helps people in small businesses. That's the setup of the show. Helps them grow their small business. But his ideas are always ridiculous and broken. <laughs> and they are always over-elaborate. And he plays a caricature of a very lonely person. And this season uh, was definitely the best yet. And the final episode was like a two-hour movie called Finding Francis, which was just incredible. And actually, for me, kind of pushed reality TV into a totally weird middle ground between where you couldn't tell what was fact and what was fiction on purpose in sort of the best way. Um, so this is a trailer for the, for the season. So check it out. So I don't know if you're aware, but we're the only computer shop in Los Angeles to offer a fully asexual repair service. A fully what? If you're secretly selling chili without the stadium's knowledge, you could make millions doing this. Hi there, would you like any fresh chili? It's about time taxi drivers stood up to Uber. Knock them down. So if we could secretly recruit cabbies to infiltrate the Uber network, we could completely destroy them. So you have 250 people. I can give you names and driver's license numbers. Hello, Uber. Welcome to your nightmare. Still trying to find her. I don't know where she is. Francis? I don't know. Can I use the bathroom quickly and then we'll talk when I sure. come out? Okay. I want to use the resources of my show to help you find Francis. She said, I'll love you to my grave. I never will forget that. I should have married her. Why does she say she doesn't know you? I don't know why she said that. When a person kills somebody, they're sorry, but that doesn't bring them back to life. You weren't like a stalker or anything, right? You think I look like a stalker? You ever been the editor of a newspaper before? No, this be the first time. 
a smoke detector. Why would you want that? It's the best. People keep thinking it's one of those shows where they, like, make fun of normal people, but it's not that at all. He's actually the focus of the joke. I mean, the normal people are hilarious and ridiculous, too. It's more making fun of how silly all of us are, I think, especially the last episode. Um, And then my last choice is uh, one of the more overlooked shows in recent memory, and that's the amazing show that finished this year, Halt and Catch Fire, which was on AMC. Uh, I think people thought of it when it came out as sort of a Mad Men in the 80s knockoff kind of deal. It's a terrible title. Um, it, yeah, it is a terrible title. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I was like, eh. It felt like it was the like story of the launching of Texas Instruments or something. Like It didn't, <laughs> it didn't appeal to me at all, but it's great. I love it. Um, and it finished this year, and the last season... It actually is one of the rare shows that got better with every single season, and I think this last season was its best. And there's no show on TV where the stakes are lower in terms of plot. Like, literally nothing exceptional happens. It's just people living their lives, but it's... I mean, it's like the best soap opera you can possibly imagine. Um... And everything, all the characters are incredibly realistically fleshed out. And it really stars four people. And just, it's about the intersection of their lives. And that's it. And it's amazing. They're always like right on the cusp of being part of something huge and missing it over and over and over. Like, yeah. Like, like many people. It's the, the sort of Silicon Valley, like we're about to do it. And they sort of do the same things over and over again. But yeah. unlike... That show, it doesn't feel like it's always. Yeah, the they're same not setup. like B- Bill Gates doesn't walk into the show. You know, like it, they do a really good job of keeping it grounded. It got terrible ratings. Nobody watched it. It only lived on because of critical acclaim, but I'm thankful for that. So here is, I think it's a scene because I couldn't find any part of it might be AMC's shit ass promotional strategy because there was no season trailer available to watch. There were only 30 second little next time on promos. And if you go online, there's not even like good long scenes to see. Yeah, like if you didn't watch the first episode, it's actively hard. Yeah. To like, you wouldn't know. You never knew when a new season started. No, like they didn't even do the, they didn't do the basic like work of marketing it. So great job, AMC. Um, so let's check out uh, a scene from this past season. I finished the game. What game? Your game. Pilgrim. Uh, wow. You finished it, finished it? Yeah, finally. You made it hard enough. Yeah, I made it for people like you. Unfortunately, there aren't many people like you. Or... Well, I like the way it ended. The Pilgrim was a kid. Yeah, the Pilgrim was a kid. (laughs) Thank you for playing it. Uh, Yeah, it means a lot. (laughs) So... I haven't gotten that far in the show. Kill's not that far in the season and doesn't like spoilers, even though there weren't any in the scene. But uh, couldn't take that chance. So those are five of my favorite shows of the year. Excellent choices. Uh, First for me is also an AMC show, uh, Better Call Saul, which is the prequel. I guess is a prequel slash sequel. Sequel Um, contains scenes before and after Breaking Bad. 
it's flashes back from. That's an even more confusing way to no, explain it's it. Flashes forward to. But it's those are flash forwards. Well, I'm saying like it's the parts that it starts with you see are after Breaking Bad, and then it flashes right. back to the before. show itself. Yeah, the, the show meat itself of the takes show place. is a flashback, right? Yeah. So once we have that explained, I think it's pretty much <laughs> straightforward. Um, Bob Odenkirk is great in this as he was in Breaking Bad. Uh, he is Jimmy McGill, the AKA Slipping Jimmy. Uh, yeah, it's. It's what? No, I was trying to think when he, how far ahead, or how... Oh, we don't really know. Yeah, this so is it's... Se- this is several years before he becomes Saul Goodman, changes his name to Saul Goodman, when he's still Jimmy. Yeah, so he's... He's an up-and-coming lawyer. He's a kind of con man brother to a big attorney, and he sort of lifts himself up by his bootstraps, also with the help of some somewhat nefarious legal tactics, and it's the making... Him becoming Saul and sort of, I guess, a shifting of his character from it's a gent- mostly a good it's a guy. gentler version of Breaking Bad, really. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Bad is about one guy who was like a normal guy and how he had this capacity for great evil. And break and Better Call Saul is about one guy who had the best Who's of just, intentions. Yeah, who but, ended up but ends up cutting corners and ends up also gets sort of helping fucked evil. over by yeah. his brother, who's played by uh, Mike Whew. McKeon. He is the most hateable character on TV. And the ending of this past season, the season three finished uh, in 2017. It's got renewed for season four, which can be coming next year. Is pretty insanely crazy. Uh, the clip that I have in no way explains the show, but I still like it. And this is the training video for becoming an employee at Los Pollos Hermanos, the uh, chicken shop that is uh, takes place in both shows. So let's check it out. Hello, and welcome to the Los Pollos Hermanos family. My name is Gustavo, but you can call me Gus. I am thrilled that you'll be joining our team. Each and every day, we serve our customers exceptional food, with impeccable service. We take pride in everything that we do. And after this 10-week online seminar, I am confident that you'll fit right in. I like to think I see things in people. To begin, I'd like to talk about the cornerstone of the Los Pollos Hermanos brand, communication. As an employee of Los Pollos Hermanos, you set the tone for the entire dining experience. Be mindful of what your words and behavior communicate to our guests. Always be aware of your posture. Remember to stand up straight. Your customers and your back will thank you for it. Put effort into your appearance. All employees are required to dress appropriately. Keep your uniform clean and pressed. If you want respect, you must look respectable. Speak in complete sentences. We never use one-word greetings like, hey, or yeah. Always make eye contact. And finally, whether you're with a customer or not, remain composed. Inside, you can be thinking about your homework or your friends or your side business. But no one should ever know it. Because at Los Pollos Hermanos, someone is always watching. So don't forget to smile. That's all for today. See you next time when we'll be discussing cleanliness.
I think those are all good tips. They kind of aired out the joke a little too much. Yeah. But too much Should of a wink. Should have been a 60 too instead much of, of a, a wink. Two minute. Yeah. But it was. It's and if fun. they hadn't done the your side business yeah. shit. But anyway, great show. Uh, next is uh, Insecure, which is on HBO and just finished its second season it's a couple months ago. Um, and this is Issa Rae's from her web series, An Awkward Black Girl, and uh, co-created by Larry Wilmore. Um, this is a trailer for season two. Uh, season one, all the episodes were something as fuck, uh, and all the season two episodes were hella something. So uh, this is leading up to whatever the hell the first episode was called for season two. So let's check out season two trailer. Hi. Remember these? <laughs> Oh, this is just a party. My life. Are you originally from here? Yeah. You live near here? Yep. So where you from? Honestly, it doesn't matter what I say because this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> That's how I feel. How are you still single? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Just tired of this dating stuff. Oh. oh, my. Sorry. I thought you said you didn't want Lawrence back. Of course I want my man back. I was lying. I was just, um... Screening for cancer. Gross. Was she playing me the whole time we were together? Honestly, ain't all on Issa. I betrayed his trust, and I have to give him space to forgive me. You know what that is? Gross. You're a big girl. Got them big girl panties. Now why don't you show that you love me? I'm one of the best lawyers they have. I can't just roll up to the partners like, hey guys, I accidentally noticed that y'all paid me less than this white guy. That's why I make sure my white clients get less on their tax return. It's reparations. Real talk, don't tell nobody because I'm going to go to full jail. <laughs> I'm done second-guessing myself, okay? I just want to feel good. Girl, I always wanted to have a whole face. Can you teach me at all? That's rude. And yes. So how are you? You know, the last time I saw you... It was months ago. We ain't gotta get into it. I know as black women, it can feel like there's a lot of things stacked against us. We feel invisible at work. We feel the pressure to have the perfect relationship. I'm trying to do things differently. Take things as they come. Yeah, green shirt. That's all you, boo. But hurry your slow looking ass up. It's my sexy walk. So it's a show very near and dear to my heart about being a... African-American woman in her late 20s in Los Angeles that speaks to me on a very basic level. (laughs) My wife loves it. It's great. Um, Next for me is uh, Netflix's Mindhunter. Mindhunter. A very similar show to Insecure. And that's... uh, Mindhunter. David Fincher. David Fincher, whose work I enjoy very much. Um, Mindhunter. Do you not like Mindhunter? It's fine. The, The... title is the dumbest title in the world the show is a million times better than the title yeah the title is from the book of the main character right which is it takes place in the mid late 70s in the fbi's so the title of the book is like mindhunter and the fbi's serial criminal like it's crazy ridiculously long yeah and somewhat self-congratulatory in terms of he did fucking come up with basically profiling which is a very common law enforcement technique now um guess he's earned it I guess. He's the real life basis for the guy who wrote the book is a real life basis basis for Jack Crawford from the Silence of the Lambs and Animal books. Yeah, so it's it's still a dumb title, but it's a fun show and it dives into the real joys of finding and catching serial killers and talking to them in prison. 
Um, the next season is going to be um, the Atlanta child murders. I know. Uh, Seems like it'll be fun. So it'll be an uplifting a fun romp, moment. A fun romp. Um, into Wayne Williams, who may or may not have actually killed all those people. Yeah. A guy I waited tables with 25 years ago uh, was convinced that he didn't kill any of the people and had a big book, and he was super paranoid that people were going to, like... Scoop him? No, like, get him and silence and the story. did he release the book? No, I never heard from him again. I don't know what happened. <laughs> did, he, did they silence him? No, I don't think so. Maybe you shouldn't talk about it. No. Uh, he finished the book, and... It, what is this artwork from? Is that from the show? I don't know. That's Some Sean? wannabe... What is that from? That's from the intro. I always skip the intro. <laughs> it's so, like... So it's I. like every Netflix <laughs> show, <laughs> the intro is, like... It's a streaming platform, but they make the opens for their shows the longest fucking opens in the world. The open for the show, I timed it. It's two minutes and change. Two fucking minutes of just, Most like, people, tape recorders. I don't know that there's a single... Like, it's crazy. I don't know that there's a single show that I watch... Want to watch the open for more than once. And usually yeah. not even once, but... I watched I'll usually the, watch the first one. Halt and Catch Fire is great because it's like, yeah, it's, it's quick, super short. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun little music little thing. Team. And even still, I fast forward yeah. it because it's only like 20 seconds long. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, let's. I think this is the trailer for uh, season one of Mind Hunter. It's not easy butchering people, it's hard work. Physically and mentally, I don't think people realize. You need to vent. You know, there's a lot more like me. Do you think so? 40 years ago, your FBI was founded hunting down John Dillinger. Now, we have extreme violence between strangers. We travel around the country and teach FBI techniques to cops. You guys mind if I bother you for a minute? She was found cuffed and lashed to the bed. What people won't do to each other. There's nothing people won't do. How can we help? We should be using every resource we can, talking to the smartest people we find from the broadest possible spectrum. Are criminals born? Or are they formed? Psychopaths are convinced that there's nothing wrong with them, so these men are virtually impossible to study, yet you have found a way in near-perfect laboratory conditions. Hello, ladies. That's what makes this so exciting and potentially so far-reaching. I can't let these guys rub off on me. The way they view sex. And women. It is not our job to commiserate with these people. It is our job to electrocute them. We can't like everything we do. We're talking to serial killers. Serial killers. New terminology. I'm trying to warn you. Your attitude is going to bite you in the ass. So young to be ruining people's lives. What did you do? You're developing a pattern of behavior that will not sustain you here. Agent Ford, if you leave, I can't help you. There's no procedural rule book for how to talk to these people. If any of this is going to work, we need to talk to more subjects. More! You want truffles? You got to get in the dirt with the pigs. How do we get ahead of crazy if we don't know how crazy thinks? It's a weird way to end the trailer. It's a good line, but it's, it's not like, a bad trailer, but not a great trailer. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's a decent show. It's like it's like Zodiac Light. Like if you like Zodiac, yeah. and you want that vibe, and you want to see more. If you what's want, it like to talk to ten of those people? Yeah, and if Six, you want, seven if you want ten people. hours of Zodiac vibe with Holt McCallany, then this yeah. is up your alley. And I'm down with that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, next for me is an Adult Swim show that you may or may not have heard of called Rick and Morty um, in its third season. Ass kisser. And uh, it was... Lazo's not going to 
keep your job just because you did this, you know? I don't give a fuck. Oh, Let's watch the fun season three trailer and uh, the amazing ending line. That's probably the best uh, <laughs> promo line ever written by any human ever. Morty! Rick? Where are you? On my workbench, Morty. Are you invisible and you're going to, like, fart on me? Flip the pickle over. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty! I'm Pickle Rick! Bonkers. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 I can wait for this to wrap up. Don't let me distract you. I wake up every day is a daydream. Everything in my life ain't what it seems. I wake up just to go back to sleep. I act real shallow, but I'm in too deep. Some people think I'm bonkers, but I just think I'm free. And I'm just living my life. There's nothing crazy about me. Welcome to the darkest year of our adventures. Oh, yeah! Kill me, please. Okay, but not because you told me to getting darker we're being called to assemble by the vindicators i refuse to answer a literal call to adventure morty let it go to voicemail seal team rick's in the house i'd call that progress she's huge and normal everything okay here mind your own goddamn business gene some people think i'm bonkers but i just think i'm free and i'm just living my life there's nothing only a show this smart could be this stupid. Rick and Morty. Takes more than that to kill Rick and Morty. But this might do it. Run, Morty. Only on Adult Swim. Uh, Turns out the one we put on YouTube had a weird it audio. Like it had a weird audio thing and it had the wrong fucking in page, yeah. too. Cool. It was the show in page. Oh. I like that trailer. Yeah. Good job. Ass, uh, ass kisser. Well, it would have been on my list if I didn't work here, so. Same. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would have. Um, fuck you. Last for me is. Uh, real fuck you would move would have not been to put it on here. Is Game of Thrones, uh, which some people, including our own misguided bumps department, felt oh, like yeah. was not well written. That's right. They wrote those bumps that got Dan Harmon in trouble with Game of Thrones fans, and then he but, had to say, I like Game of Thrones. And then he made fun of the bump team. It was a real mess. Yeah. So Good they, job. They fucked up because this show. This, had, this season was great. It was great. Um, and yeah, are you kidding? The fact that they're not slaving to the books, it makes people, it even better. People are like, there's no surprises. I saw this coming after eight fucking seasons and <laughs> six books methodically <laughs> planning out that this was going to be the point where we were. You genius that you are. You saw figured it, it out. <laughs> um, so great job, dummies. You fucked up. Let's check out uh, the season seven episode six preview um that is the thing and the dirty dozen meets uh game of thrones equals great times wow death is the enemy the first enemy and the last the enemy always wins we still need to fight him. You're scared, aren't you? What are you scared of?
Yeah, Indeed. I like that people were complaining with that particular episode how Daenerys got there to save them with dragons. Yeah, like your time, fucking like, slide like, rule. You figure yeah, out the speed of figure out the average speed how of how far it is. <laughs> it's like people get so caught up in shit like that. It's so dumb. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that show's awesome. I can't wait for the last. Um, is it six or eight episodes? I think it's I think six, it's. But they're all going to be an hour and a half. It's like six, but they're like. I was thinking it was eight, and they weren't going to be quite that long. But it should be coming in twenty twenty five, so we'll know. Uh, <laughs> Shortly, right before season four of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And Uh, season eight of Venture Brothers. Yeah. Uh, So let's check out some of Adult Swim, Facebook's top television picks. Stranger Things, I'm not surprised to see. Mindhunter, I'm not surprised to see. Halt and Catch Fire is shocking to me. Good taste. Adult Swim, Facebook, Rick and Morty, and The Punisher. Punisher. I'm watching The Punisher now, and I actually think it's the best Marvel show by a good margin, although that's that might faint be praise somewhat, but I know that's faint praise, and it also might be somewhat because I enjoy watching punishing people get murdered. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean it's not a good show. True, I, I like I like your logic. Uh, let's check out the Toonami Facebook's top five of the year. Stranger Things once again on top. Dragon Ball Super, way to go, keeping it loyal. Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, and My Hero Academia, um, one of the more popular anime right now. Yeah, all, all good choices, all solid picks. Yeah. Um, so that's it for our year wrap up favorite shit lists. And we'll be back. Uh, can Justin, can you punch up that graphic? <laughs> and we'll be back after the new year with a Q&A episode. But for now, we're going to show you some sneak peeks of what's coming up um, in tomorrow night's Toonami broadcast. First up is a Dragon Ball Super Topical for episode 44. Let's check that out. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Trunks and Goten stowed away on Manaka's vessel. Yeah, they were supposed to be back home a while ago. What is this place anyway? That doesn't matter. Let them have it. Oh. What the? Get him, Goten! Yeah! Dragon Ball Super, this Saturday at 10.30. No, they've got Manaka! I'm really sorry, you guys. Ready, Goten, you bet. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. So that will air... Trunks and Goten. That will air Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Uh, And then next Saturday, we're doing a marathon because it's the holidays. Don't cry yet. Uh, Don't cry, period. Yeah, don't cry, period, about marathons. Uh, We're going to do a Cowboy Bebop marathon because we haven't had occasion to do that in forever. And the new remastered Bebop looks utterly gorgeous. So you should take some time and enjoy some of that marathon. I think I'm going to. And that's uh, next Saturday starting at 10.30 p.m. and going all night. The holidays are here. And Santa's not the only one bringing you gifts. For one night only, we're bringing on the Bounty Hunters with 11 episodes of Cowboy Bebop in a row. Bebop, here, here, all right! Join the crew as we deck the halls with this timeless series. Tell me some more. The Cowboy Bebop Holiday Marathon starts next Saturday at 10.30. Let's jam. Merry Christmas Eve's Eve. I mean, I think Marathon. that's awesome. I'll probably I'll be watching at least some of it. Um, then next up, we have a game review uh, for an Adult Swim game. A little bit of synergy. So uh, Adult Swim Games released Battle Chef Brigade for the Nintendo Switch and is also on Steam. It is. Um, and I, I have it on Switch. Um, and it's a it's hard to describe, but it's sort of a combo cooking game fighting game strategy game um it's a really interesting mix of genres and it's all um sort of and it's basically an anime 
that you play. It's yeah. kind of the way they set it up. Um, it's a really cool, unusual game. Uh, it's getting a lot of praise. It's showing up on a lot of top 10 best of the year video game lists. So we thought we should do a little review of it, see what we thought. So here's uh, our review of Battle Chef Brigade. I felt like cooking up a little holiday fun. So I checked out Battle Chef Brigade from Adult Swim Games. Being a battle chef is all about the preparation. First, you'll have to kick some ass to stock up on ingredients. Then you'll have to kick even more ass whipping up culinary delights. Positively superb. Competitions are pretty hectic. Picking the right battle gear, power-ups, and cookware while collecting and juggling ingredients is harder than it looks. With the clock ticking, the pressure's on, so not having enough or using the wrong items can be disastrous. But it's all worthwhile when your delicious dishes finally satisfy those picky judges. Mina Hong, win! Ah, sweet, sweet victory. The game is short, but tasty. Its unique combination of fighting, cooking, and puzzle solving will have you lining up for seconds. We give Battle Chef Brigade for the Switch an 8.5 out of 10. Who's hungry? And then we have Dana's final, Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah's final mobile on the move of the new year. Ever. Of the old year. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) And of course, uh, Dana, like many other Nintendo heads, is all about the new Animal Crossing game, which was released for mobile devices about a week or two ago, called Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which has quickly become many Nintendo files obsession. I like it. I'm not obsessed with it. Um... But let's check out Dana's Mobile on the Move for it. Hey everybody, it's Dana Swanson, voice of Sarah, uh, here to talk to you about Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It's kind of taken over my life since Thanksgiving, and part of that was I really wanted to do a review for you, but also I'm addicted to it, and I don't know exactly why. So... I'd love to break down some of those possibilities for you. So, what is this? It's, it's in the Animal Crossing family. It's Nintendo's attempt to do a mobile version of it. It's free in the App Store, Android, but it is or Google Play. What do you call that? I don't know, I'm not an Android person. You basically can do a ton of stuff for free, and it, the free mileage goes a long way. So that's pretty addictive. I'm not spending money to do this. Maybe the guilt is what keeps me going because so much of it is fulfilling requests of animals. So like right now, I'm gonna go talk to somebody. Look at all this fruit. She's, she wants two squids. I don't have two squids. I feel bad that I don't have squids for her. I also don't like how she's designed. Look at this, she's like, she's a polka dot bunny. I don't like that. I'm not into it, but there's other animals that do like the design of. Like, there's an alligator that says, It's a me! over and over. That's adorable. There's kind of like an LP collecting dog that I'm pretty much into. So, you sort of develop these weird bonds because you like how the characters are designed. And when they like you back, you get their clothes. So, that's pee cool. Maybe I'm playing this because I need more clothes and I need. I need these animals to dress me. So what do you get in exchange for all these requests? Okay, you get crafting items to build things, right? Great. But in building things, you're doing this so that you can please more of these campers slash villagers. There's debate about what to call them. They're not your friends, right? They're never really called your friends. You can increase friendship level, but your friends are people that you actually know in real life who are also playing the game who 
you basically give kudos to. And what's a kudo? It's going to somebody's campsite and going. That's all you do is you just clap at them and then hearts come. And that's like, that's the game so far is giving kudos to people I either know or don't know because they live in Japan. So where does the money part of this come in? Basically, if you're patient, you don't need to spend any money. But if you have the whole Veruca salt, I want it now, you're gonna spend, you know, a good bit to get things as quickly as possible. Don't care how I want it now. I am trying to craft, ha ha ha, this adorable picnic set. But um, it's gonna take me, I only have four hours left. This has been going for two days. If I spend 30 leaf tickets, I could get this right now. Don't care how I want it now. I built a rock stage. That was super exciting. The animals just kind of sing. It's adorable. I did get impatient and I really wanted Tom Nook and KK to visit my camp, so I did spend leave tickets to get them because it's 250 a pop to get them to visit. Can you save up enough to get them? Totally. You can buy leave tickets, but I think you can play it enough to where you don't need them, which I think is a fantastic thing, and I really appreciate Nintendo for building it this way. In conclusion, I just feel like nobody cares about my truth in this game. No one cares about my personal well-being. They just want me to make a good camp. I'm seeing this thing in my sleep and nobody has asked me about it. I see oranges, apples, pears, red snapper, horse mackerel. I see this all in my sleep. Anyway, that's it for now. If you have a game that you want to chat with me about, uh, just hit me up at, at Dana is a girl on the Twitter. And, uh, happy holidays. Are you going to be people's friends? No, okay. much like everything else, if it didn't rely on interacting with people, I would like it more. Mm. Understood. I agree. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, the Adult Swim single for this week. This is week number 35 in our Adult Swim single series. We're about to cross over into 2018. Your midlife crisis of Adult Swim singles. We've, uh, we've been going since Memorial Day week of 2017. Uh, and right this week, we have a song from Dabri, who has not had an album out in many years. And I was... Uh, grateful to be asked to help put together his new album so I kind of A&R'd it with a couple other people because I'm a huge Dabri fan uh, he has two or three classic records and he hasn't put out a record in a decade so coming back and doing his album 3-3 which is the final in a trilogy of, of albums um, we are going to release not only that album on Adult Swim we are also helping release some of the singles so this week's Adult Swim single is Emancipated by Dabri featuring Ghostface and it's awesome so let's check it out yeah uh -huh. just right uh huh one two 
Yo, 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 I'ma bring it to your door like show enough. Little niggas can't stop the rush. You would think my guns is like bottled up beer in the freezer the way the full bus. Red hoodies, East St. Laurent on my... So again, you can get that at adultswim.com slash singles as well as the other 34 tracks we've released and we'll be releasing songs every single week, usually on Wednesdays around noon. So come back. And I think that's it. So hope you had a good year. Hope your holiday is good. And we'll see you when we come back. We'll Fresh, all, bright, and shiny. We'll all be new, fatter, probably. Yeah. Shave down and get ready. Shot in space of 2018. <laughs> Check it out. See you then. Have a happy holiday. (laughs) Tsunami, every Saturday night, 11 to 3.